Welcome back to Professional Ranters. I'm Finkel, joined by Cheeseman. Hello. And we are going to be previewing week 13. Scary number. So, we have our games of the week all picked out right now. We have them set in front of us. But before that, I would like to give say something to our sponsor, Raid Shadow. Not joking. But we have, like, we have five games that we think are going to be definitely need to watch. So, Cheeseman, would you like to start off with the first one? Yes, I will. And the first game on our slate, 1 o'clock, we have Browns at Titans. Both teams are 8-3. and three. Titans coming off a dominant win. The uh, Browns coming off a win against the Jaguars. Yeah, this is going to be really fun because he's huge for the AFC playoff picture. Mm-hmm. Because eventually, some teams going to one one of the teams going to be seven and four. Hopefully, the Browns. Well, they're going to be eight and they're going to be eight and four. Sorry, eight and four. Yeah. So if we can tie up with the Browns, that is going to be huge because I think their division record is going to be way lower considering the amount of just epicness in that division. The whole thing stacked. So if they lose, I'm pretty sure, and we and the Dolphins win, I'm pretty sure we have the fifth seed in the playoffs as of then. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, second game is uh, also at one o'clock. We have Colts at Texans, and uh, the uh, Colts. This is obviously a divisional game. Texans are kind of hot mm-hmm. right now. Colts just average, whatever. Lost. Uh, <laughs> They beat the Packers, lost to the Titans. Who, who do you think wins this game? Um, I think the Colts definitely win this game. I still don't trust the Texans whatsoever. I'm also hoping that the Colts win this game, even though it's, yeah, it's like not looking good card. for that draft pick that the Dolphins have. Mm, but I think it's 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 I think it's still going to be a top ten pick. I I think the Texans can still manage to blow it away. Yeah. And then uh, later game, 405, divisional match. All these, the, it, we're starting to get into the divisional matchups. Um, mm-hmm. And so we have uh, Rams Cardinals. Now, we have possibly, we got the, one of these teams, it seems like is going to make the playoffs. Or it's not seems like or like isn't. The Cardinals are faulting right now. And the Rams are, uh, you know, solidified in the playoff picture. Who do you think is more likely to get the last playoff spot? For the last playoff spot, that's actually a really good question. Because I think the Rams are very capable of just choking the last four games of the season. Again, Jared Goff just throwing those picks all day like it's candy. Yeah, he's just, so, you know. And I don't think the Rams' defense, though it is very good, I don't think there's going to be any way to stop Kyler Murray in that play action. So I think the Cardinals barely, barely win. Yeah. Would you rather have? Would you rather have what's his face? Would you rather have Jared Goff, or would you rather have what's his face? Carson Wentz. I'd probably have Jared Goff because I was actually watching this thing on why Carson Wentz is regressing, right? Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of stuff with, like, his mechanics and progression that's just completely thrown off. I guess, like, the weird offseason has, like, hit him hard. Yeah. 
So I'd actually have Jared Goff. I would, yeah, I would agree because I think uh, Jared Goff's pretty good at play action, and it's the complete mm. opposite for uh, uh, Wentz. Yeah. Wentz. And even then, Goff can be competent sometimes. Though I really don't think he does it often. He still can't have really good games once he just gets his confidence. Just the yeah, he goes. Up. I think I don't want to say he's entirely inconsistent, but I think he goes on hot streaks and he doesn't necessarily go on cold streaks. Mm. Um, and then our next game we have Pat's Chargers. Both of these teams on the outside looking, and I believe the Chargers are eliminated from the playoffs because I think they've got eight losses. Um. Hmm. Who do you think is going to win this game? I think the Pats are actually going to win this game. Again, they are also on a hot streak. They have all that stuff built up. And, I mean, the Chargers, they beat the Jets. I'm, I'm sorry. No, they lost to the Bills last week. So that's going to be, like, crushing them because they kept it close. But Bills held on. So I think the Pats are going to win this game. But I think the Chargers can still keep it close. Yeah. And, um... Who do, do you think Justin Herbert, how do you think his stats are going to look? I think he's a candidate for Rookie of the Year. Offensive Rookie Yeah, of the I year. think uh, he kind of, it's either going to be him or Jefferson, it looks like, because if you look at the top, mm. like, receiving yardage for rookies, he's, like, 400 yards ahead of everyone. Um, And I think Claypool, if he has a good game tonight, he could still be kind of up there. I just don't really see him winning. Like, obviously, I, I wouldn't mm. see a wide receiver winning, but I think Jefferson's with 900-plus yards with still four or five weeks to go. I think he, uh, he'll make he'll, – he could be a candidate if Herbert falls apart. Mm. Yeah. So I'll do our last game. Bills at 49ers, Mon- Monday night football at 8-15. How do you feel? So I'm going to go with the 49ers because I think – the, I think just the fact Josh Allen, not only is Josh Allen a young QB, he's also at times seemingly challenged when he has to make decisions. And um, I think that was a little on display in the Chargers game. And I think kind of when he faces tough opponents, that's when you start seeing the turnovers. And while the 49ers don't strike me as a menacing team, it's like they're just, they got a great coach. And, um, they still have a good team with the injuries. Mm, yeah, I think this is actually going to... Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a lot more highly contested than I initially thought it would be, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, oh, Bills are going to crush them. But now the 49ers are kind of on a hot streak, right? And they're showing up. Yeah. So... This is a good Monday night game. It's going to be fun. Fun cool. fact, Nick Mullins averages more passing yards a game than Joe Montana did. Are you serious? I am not. He, surprisingly, Nick Mullins surprisingly, Montana didn't even average over like 300 yards a game at all. Like he was always like 200. I think he averaged 230 maybe a game. But, My man, Nick Mullins. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Um, all right, so now we we can we talked offensive rookie of the year a little bit. Who's on your ballot for defensive rookie of the year? Defensive rookie of the year. So is J.C. Jackson a no. rookie? I f- okay. So 
Jer- Jeremy Chin is definitely there because like two fumble return touchdowns last week, like that's just ridiculous. And then like you like you said yesterday, he's playing very well. He's getting got like eighty tackles. So I think Jeremy Chin can win that, and maybe Chase Young. Uh, the thing with Chase Young is Chase Young has been out for like a good five, six, seven games, and he's still got like six sacks. Oh. He's just been completely. Yeah, I mean, two of those games have been the Eagles, and one has been the Bengals. But um, he's just been real good. But I think Jeremy Chin's gonna win. Uh, yeah, I think Young will be. I could see Young being a future Defensive Player of the Year in the future. Just because he's so, he plays defensive end, like not outside linebacker, but he's so like unique in the way he plays. Because if you look at the other guy, he's kind of like a J.J. Watt build. Like if you look at some of the other guys, like Aaron Donald is like, like big. Like Chase Young's really not that big. Like he's kind of skinny. Um, But that, he gets leverage too. And he's, he's good at faking out offensive linemen. And just, he's a hard hitter too. Yeah, like, playing against Chase Young has to be the most terrifying thing you can experience yeah. as a player. I see a bright future for him. Um, Now, Derrick Henry this year, not this year, the past game mm-hmm. had over 170 yards, three touchdowns, while Dalvin Cook had, like, 40 yards and a fumble. Do you think uh, if they were in the – if it was them two for Offensive Player of the Year, do you think in this case now Henry has hopped over Cook? Oh, yeah, definitely, because, like, 40 yards and a fumble, and plus the Vikings, like, aren't even that good in term, in the, compared to, like, the Titans. Titans are on top of the division, and they're 8-3. and three. Meanwhile, the Vikings are, like, what, 5-6? and like six? Something like that. Yeah. So the Vikings, not nearly as competent. I'm actually looking up their record right now. Okay, yeah, they're five and six. So I think Henry definitely wins this because I don't think he's had a bad game all year. Yeah, I don't. He's been held under a hundred, but like when he is, he always gets touchdowns. Like he's just mm, he's, he's unstoppable, and I'm very scared for Week 16 when they play the Packers. That'll be just scary. Oh, yeah. I I see like 200 yards, five touchdowns, maybe. If they allowed, if they allowed two hundred thirty-three <laughs> yards and a bunch of touchdowns to Raheem Mostert, I can only imagine what Derrick Henry's gonna do. Oh, scared! Yeah. They should, they should really just put Jair Alexander on him instead of their awful linebackers on the inside. Lockdown the corner on a running back. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, another award. We have a coach of the year. And it's looking like the top three candidates right now are, of course, Mike Tomlin, uh, Brian Flores, mm-hmm. and Cliff Kingsbury. Who do you think is going to end up taking that? And who's your guy now? Right now, I mean, it's, it's between Tomlin and Flores. I, I think Flores has to win it. Because meanwhile, Mike Tomlin has been consistently good, right? Meanwhile, Flores has to rebuild this entire team, right? We go five and eleven last year when we should have gone two and fourteen, or we tanked, and no one expected us to go like to play this well, be like seven and four, like at this part of the season. And I thought we'd be like, we'd be six and five, like or even worse. 
because we're still a rebuilding team. But the team, the entire, the entirety of the team has just jumped so much that I think Flores has to win this. Yeah, I think um, I th- I would say it depends on if the Steelers end the year undefeated. Because obviously, I don't think you can vote if a guy ends his season undefeated. They're not gonna not vote him for a coach of the year. Oh, and, yeah, when, totally. and even if they go like fifteen and one, whatever, it's he still makes a very strong case considering they have the best defense in the mm-hmm. league and a top top tier offense. Like it's, it's, I don't know. I think that'll be interesting too, because I also don't see the Dolphins mm-hmm. finishing better than like eleven and five. And um, yeah, I don't think twelve and four. But we'll see what happens. And um, you being a Dolphins fan. Do you think, so now, mm-hmm. obviously, we can look ahead now. We're at the point where teams are starting. We kind of know where teams are going to end up, like uh, where their record's going to be. Uh, the Dolphins right now, it's looking like they're going to get a draft pick in, like, the re- the like very late teens or the high 20s. Um, or not the high 20s, mm-hmm. the uh, low 20s. Well, who do you, what position do you think they should capitalize on, on with that pick? Because I feel like we talk about the higher pick they have with the Texans. But we don't really talk about that later pick. So who do you think they should take? I think if it if it does get in those like early twenties, I think they trade up to like mid teens and draft a wide receiver, because we do not have anyone in the slot. And Devonte and Preston, though they are very good and promising, they don't get as as much separation as say like a really fast slot receiver. Jakeem Grant's extremely inconsistent, and we do really do need solid depth at that position. So I think we, like, trade up and draft a wide receiver, or if one falls to us, we draft that. Now, if you need to take a, a wide receiver, would you rather take one with the Texans pick or the Dolphins' own pick? I'd probably take with the Dolphins' own pick because I think we need to build up on either a linebacker or an offensive lineman, specifically a center. You can't fumble twice in a game. I think, obviously, if you have a – yeah, I think if you get a higher pick, you should probably take a center because the centers are going to be, like – you're not going to get good centers if you fall down in the draft. Like, there's typically, like, one to three good centers, and then the rest, it just goes mm-hmm. down quickly. Um, yeah. Let's see. Another thing of note was the uh, so the Ravens-Steelers game is being played, um, I believe, in, what, three minutes now? Um, <laughs> they had... No, um, I think it's 14. 14. Oh, I got 3.26 on my clock. Yeah, oh, so it's 3.40. Uh, oh. Yes, for those of you who don't know, they yes. moved it up because they were doing the tree in Times Square, so they couldn't play it um, you know, at, at a, what's it called, uh, night. So they're like, yeah, let's play at a 3.40 on a Wednesday afternoon, because that makes sense. Um, We also have the, uh, what's it called, the, um, so that game, but we... How do I put this? The Ravens have maybe around 15 players that aren't going to be able to play. Uh, Trace McSorley will be available to play. He tested negative. So let's, let's oh, hope Trace? Robert Griffin plays bad enough that Trace McSorley can come in. Um, so with all the players out, the spread is 10.5. Um, do you think there's any chance the Ravens can cover that spread? I think the Ravens actually do cover that spread because I think they're smart enough to know, okay, we're down guys, we need everyone to step up, and I think they are capable of stepping up. And I think 10.5 is a, li- a little wide. Yeah. Like, I, 
I think it can they can definitely keep it like a seven point game, six point six mm-hmm. point game. I think um it, do you think this is gonna be a high scoring game or a low scoring game? Because I think this is definitely gonna be a low scoring game. Yeah, I agree with you because you know the the Ravens they're either gonna get blown out or gonna keep it close. That's how I feel. I do think it will be like a tight low scoring game though. Mm-hmm. So the uh um who, what defense do you think is gonna perform better in this game? Steelers defense all day because Ravens offense is crushed. Like. All of their running backs and Lamar Jackson are gone, so that's pretty much the entirety of their offense. Unless, like you said, Trace McSorley throws for like 450 yeah, yards. How do you, how do you even plan for that? Trace McSorley comes in and just completely scorches your team. I think you pump him up with some steroids and just see what happens. Um. Yeah, I think the fact they have Robert Griffin as their backup, that's obviously pretty helpful because he's no, he's no oh, yeah. Colt McCoy. Like, he's not going to – that's just – I think because he's a veteran and he was he was an offensive rookie of the year and he was very promising until he got hurt. And I think if he can stay healthy, I think he's capable of being a uh, like a Teddy Bridgewater almost, like get him for a couple of years. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I could see him – he could kind of be a project too. He's kind of old now. But, like, maybe if uh, the Bucks need someone – or any of those teams that still have the weapons. Hmm. And you look at the market yeah. for the teams, you got Sam Darnold, who would probably be your first choice. Um, and hmm. then you got, like, Jameis Winston and uh, maybe Marcus Mariota, those guys. So it'll be hmm. interesting to see where those guys go in the future, too. But I think Griffin could still be kind of good. Last uh, time they played, he had, like, 150 total yards and an interception, but the Ravens with their second stringers still won. Mm, and don't forget about Tampa Bay with their backup, Josh Rosen. Oh, I actually think he's on the practice squad. Yeah, squats, he's not on their sure. active roster, I don't think. Still, so, Josh Rosen, he, he's, he's going to crush. You got to feel bad for the guy, too, because he's not even, like, mm-hmm. he's, just, he's just been put in the worst situations. Like, you go from the Dolphins mm. to... 2019 Dolphins. That's just mm, that that mm, hurts. Pain. You hate to see a guy's career yeah. start like that and just go down. Like it really. I feel like after the first year, there was just not even a chance that any team was gonna. Not even the Cardinals. The Cardinals knew. They made up their minds that they were gonna draft a quarterback. Like that's how bad it went. Mm, because their offensive line sucks. Bruce Arians like is. You really need two years to develop under Bruce Aarons because he has so many plays that can be called mm-hmm. at any time and just lo- just a very heavy aerial attack. Yeah, now um, I'm going to introduce a segment, and it's going to be called Overrated or Underrated. I'm going to tell you either yeah, a guy or a coach, and you're going to tell me if they're underrated or overrated. So, uh, All right. first player, uh, Marcus Peters. I think he's a little overrated, but not by much because, like, he's still considered yeah. good, right? But I haven't really seen him having, like, monster games. Yeah, I was uh, bored the other day, so I made a list of my top cornerbacks, which actually we can talk about now as it's kind of controversial to some. I made a list of my top cornerbacks mm-hmm. in the league, and um, we have a yep. very big 
uh, Xavier Howard fan, and Xavier Howard is not in my top ten. But I'm going to explain to you, you what I did with my list and why he could maybe be in the top ten, but maybe not. Okay, so I think the top three cornerbacks, I have Jair Alexander, uh, Stephon Gilmore, and Marlon Humphrey. Um, I think they're the top. I don't think mm-hmm. there's any question about that. Uh, number four, I have Jalen Ramsey. He's just been going ham this year. Um, then I have Marshawn Lattimore. Mm-hmm. He locked up Mike Evans twice this year. Um, then I have Tredavious White. Um, then I have healthy Richard Sherman because healthy Richard Sherman's still pretty good. Uh, number eight, I have Patrick Peterson mm-hmm. because even if you watch the uh, first Seahawks uh, Cardinals game. He was very, he was great, except just the, Russell Wilson's ability to throw the deep ball. Like, he had perfect coverage on DK Metcalf at most times. And it was just like, he just couldn't mm-hmm. do anything because Russell Wilson's like, just threading the needle completely. Number nine, I have Marcus Peters. And number 10, so number 10, I have Byron Jones. And the reason I put Byron Jones on the list instead of uh, Xavier Howard was because I feel like mm-hmm. while Howard gets the picks, you yourself said so Jones isn't really a pick guy, but I figured I mm. watched some of him because they don't really they don't really throw his way often like at all because he's got them locked up. Mm. Whereas Howard gets a lot of picks because like they just throw to him because they don't like because he, he, he usually gets it's not that he gets beat it's that he's really good at baiting them though. Um, but I, I gave mm. Jones because I think Jones is more skilled. I just think uh, Howard's just more of a ball hawk. Yeah, yeah I'd probably put him off. I'd probably, I think both of them need to be on there personally. I think very well next year. But, I wouldn't be surprised if Peterson and Sherman are off the list because like five years ago they would have been in the top five. Oh, yeah. But they're, I think mm-hmm. next year they'll be off the list because you can even tell Sherman's just like – burnt like toast every time he gets put against a fast receiver. Peterson's still solid, yeah. but he's been on the decline. Like, he he could have very well mm-hmm. been like a 95 in Madden three years ago, and now he's like an 88. Um, but, I, yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any other thoughts on this list? Well, again, I, I need X to be on there. He he is now officially leading the NFL in interceptions with seven over J.C. Jackson. Oh, has led the league in interceptions for three years despite missing one of those in total. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for his ranking in terms of tackles. Though I know my man Jerome is, is in like a five-way tie. Jerome Baker is in a five-way tie for most tackles on the on the Yes, year. and this is an interesting tidbit while you look at that. Uh, LeBron James is now making $82 mm-hmm. a minute under his new contract. Oh my god. That's like... <laughs> we could slap ads on this podcast and it would take us years to make $82. And this man's making 82 He's making a buck thirty-six a minute. That's crazy. He's making... Mm-hmm. Thirty three point five seven million a month, and four thousand eight hundred an hour. That's just insane. Wow. Yeah, that's just absurd. So I have his stats pulled up now. He has thirty five tackles, of twenty seven of which are solo, mm. and then over the eleven games he's played, right? Yeah. 
And he's out here getting seven picks. Like, it's just insane. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, he's just been, he's been balling. But we talk about Z, though. I mean, we talk about X, but now we got to talk about Z. My guy, Zadarius Smith, he had, he has eight sacks this year and uh, 12 tackles for loss, both of which are fifth in the league. He's got 17 QB hits, which is sixth. Um, he's just been, he's mm-hmm. also been on a tear this year. Um, and I just wanted to point that out because I feel like he goes under the radar if you're not really a Packers fan. Like, Zadarius Smith mm-hmm. isn't a household name. But I would not be surprised if he was an all-pro because he's playing like it. Yeah, speaking of good players that really don't get enough credit, Emmanuel Alba. Oh, yes, he is tied eight? with Zadarius Smith at eight sacks. Yes. And I believe at a time he got, like, he got five sack. He got a sack and eight. One sack, at least one sack in a game, five games in a row. So he does have eight sacks as well. I, I think there still needs to be credit due as well with him. Mm. He has like, hold on, I, I can't count. He has six passes defended and tw- 21 tackles and three forced fumbles. Yeah, what? if you look at Ogba, it's good too because I was kind of thinking like, okay, if they're if like they're all against the Jets, I'm not gonna be like, oh, he's some he's a Pro Bowl. But uh, he, I don't know if he has a single sack against the Jets this season, which I feel like it's kind of like he may be. Um, I don't want to say he's playing. Oh, he does have two sacks against the Jets, but that's still six sacks. You when you take away the Jets games, and that's pretty dang good still. So these guys, um, mm. what do we have? Five weeks left. So they've played 11 weeks. So they are now, those guys are on pace for 12 sacks. I, that seems low. But in this league now, it's like if you do that same pace for the sack leader, uh, he has, mm-hmm. he doesn't have that much either. He only has uh, 14, which that's not that good. Compared to some of the past, because the past years, I feel like we've had some crazy sack numbers. Like Aaron Donald put up twenty multiple times, and um, in the in the past decade, JJ Watts had twenty. Uh, last year, I think it was um, Shaquille Barrett had like sixteen point five. Chandler Jones had like sixteen, mm-hmm. but these guys they're not having that. I mean, Chandler Jones had like five sacks through the first three weeks, and then he got hurt, so he would have he might have hit twenty, but mm. not if the. So who's actually the sack leader right now? I'm thinking it's Aaron Donald. I think it's it's that guy Trey Hendrickson on the Saints. Hmm. Okay. He's um. He, I think he has nine point five, and I think Garrett, maybe T.J. Watt have nine, and Donald has like eight point five, maybe because I know that the uh, I think he must have gotten some sacks against the Forty ers this week. Mm. Yeah. He's yeah. Well, um, I think we've run out of things to talk about. Um, very, it seems like a short episode, but it's been 30, 30 minutes, uh, almost. Um, yeah. So, we, this, um, tomorrow, not tomorrow, we don't have a show tomorrow. Um, Friday, we will be doing Fantasy Friday. May have a special guest. And then Saturday, we will be having a basketball show. And either this Monday or next Monday, we have a very special guest also joining us who will also be revealed 
uh, as we get the details sorted out. But I would stay tuned for that. So for now, uh, this is Professional Ranters. I am Cheese Man. I'm joined by Finkel, as always, and we will see you later.